Welcome to the Just Pod, a podcast by the Criminal Justice Section of the ABA, the unified voice of criminal justice. Welcome to this episode of the Just Pod. We're in San Francisco for the annual meeting, and I have with me here both our outgoing chair, Lucien Gervan, and our incoming chair, Kim Parker, for our check-in with the chair. So first, let me introduce Lucien one more time as chair. Lucien is an associate professor of law and director of criminal justice studies at Belmont University College of Law. And Kim Parker is a consultant and representative of Kansas Prosecutors. So let's begin with Lucien. Lucien, why don't you tell us a little bit about this last year as chair, some of your favorite moments. It's such a rich year getting the chance as chair to see the work of the members and, and the work of the section. It's really hard to pick one thing. We could just we could go on for hours and hours because there's just been so many amazing projects and programs and initiatives undertaken. And, and in a way, I guess, you know, that's one of my favorite parts about this job is that as chair of the section, you really get to see the work of the membership in a way that it's hard to see standing in any other position. And I've traveled extensively throughout the year and I've had an opportunity to go to events and participate in projects that I haven't had before. And it's just been incredible to work with so many people and, and to see so many different things happening. As chair, you know, one of the things you get to do is you get to work extensively on putting together the fall and the spring program. And, you know, the fall program I'll talk about for just a moment. That was also a highlight for the reasons I just explained. We decided to make this year's fall institute about highlighting the work of our members and the work of our our committees and, and task forces. And I just thought it was amazing. It was great to work putting that together. We had so many different things that we were working on. We obviously weren't able to highlight all of them, but we were able to highlight a few and just give people a sense for the diversity of projects that we're doing. So I'd say the Fall Institute, of course, a highlight because it allowed us to really capture a picture of that for for our membership. And then, of course, spring was in my hometown of Nashville. And so that's always a lot of fun to to bring people to your hometown and get to show it off a little bit. And I think we had a great meeting there and we got to talk about a lot of really important issues surrounding criminal justice reform. And we got to look at it, I think, in a lot of different lenses conversations, obviously, that have been important to the section for a long time. And we really got to bring in a whole host of individuals to sort of bring us some different views on that. And that, of course, also was, you know, when we had the Women in Criminal Justice Task Force Symposium. And of course, if I'm talking about highlights for the year, I've I've got to talk about that task force and the other task forces that we launched. The Women in Criminal Justice Task Force has just been incredibly productive over the course of this year. And as we've mentioned on earlier podcasts, they're going to keep going for at least a couple more years doing the important work that they've undertaken. And they did have that symposium in Nashville at the spring meeting. And of course, that that was a highlight of the year as well. Incredible feedback from that event. People really felt like it contributed to the conversation that we're having around these issues. And I think that there's going to be a move to continue to do that type of a thing in the future with our conferences, because it just was so so productive and people found it to be so stimulating as to the issues that we've been talking about in that regard. 
Of course, our other task forces that we launched this year, the plea bargaining task force is well underway, and that's an exciting project because that's actually one of the things that I'll be doing after I'm not chair. So <laughs> chairs never really disappear. Uh, <laughs> so for me, next year uh, has some new projects. I'm going to be chairing the plea bargaining task force, and we've already begun our work in that regard, and that's going to be incredibly important, as we discussed on one of our earlier podcasts, 97 to 98% of all convictions in the federal system, 95% of convictions at the state level are through pleas of guilty. And it's a perfect time for the section to take a really deep look at that issue. It's also something that's growing internationally. I was actually testifying earlier this week before the Senate of Brazil because they are thinking about introducing plea bargaining legislation themselves. So it's just a great time for us to be involved in that work. And then also the Corporate Criminal Liability Task Force is just getting underway. And I think the time is ripe for us to look at that issue as well. It's another issue like plea bargaining that's evolved over a very long time, but there's really a lot of reflection occurring with regards to it now. And so again, I think the time is is ripe for a, a really close review through a task force. I mean, we could just keep going on and on. There's just so many wonderful things that are happening throughout the year. It's, it's hard to identify even just a handful because there's so many to select from. But really what that brings me to my sort of just last point as I reflect on the year is, again, it's just the ability to see the diversity of work that our members engage in. That's really the the highlight. And to be able as chair to help give people the tools to make that happen and to encourage people to bring us new ideas about topics that we haven't looked at that we need to look at to sort of focus us on that really important work that we've done for a really long time. And it always grows from our members, from their work on our committees and task forces and, and projects through their work with standards and all the other things that we do throughout the year. So for me, that was really the highlight to get to see all of those aspects of what the criminal justice section really is. We, we talk about being the unified voice of criminal justice, and we're coming up on our 100th anniversary having engaged in that work. And I really think that's, that's what we represent. You know, as far as final thoughts as I, as I begin to, to pass the gavel here this weekend at, at Annual in San Francisco, continue to really take pride in the fact that we are the unified voice of criminal justice because we work really carefully to bring all the voices to the table. We've worked for a really long time to have an equal distribution of prosecutors, defenders, judges, academics, and others in the criminal justice system so that when we sit around the table, whether it be at a committee or a task force on standards or at a council meeting, we get to hear all of those perspectives. And by hearing all of those perspectives, we can really come to a consensus that leads us, I think, forward in a way that we can all agree is best for criminal justice in our country. And and I don't think a lot of places have the opportunity to do that. And that's one of the really special things about the criminal justice section. And as I reflect on my year, continue our work in that regard, continuing to increase our diversity, continuing to be the unified voice of the criminal justice section. That, that I think, is, is our place going forward. Well, thank you very much, Lucian, for your leadership over the last year. We'll look forward to continuing to have your leadership continue on council. Right, you continue to serve on executive council. After. I do, so I'll be on council for five more years and continue to serve on executive next year. And of course, love my work with the, the section, so I'll be around. Excellent. Okay, well, let's turn some time over to Kim. Kim, why don't you just take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners? 
Kim Parker. I practiced as a prosecutor in Wichita, Kansas for over 35 years. And in that regard, I faced many criminal justice challenges and have been associated with this ABA council. I first came to the council as a liaison for the National District Attorneys Association and then followed that with a full council membership. This term will be my 10-year anniversary with the council. I've had an amazing opportunity to watch the work of the council. Very impressed by it. It's always on the cutting edge. I am extremely grateful coming into this spot to follow Lucian's example. He truly has set the table for inclusion, diversity, and equity. He has made deliberate and important efforts to see that type of diversity and inclusion in all of our council meetings, encourage it in this section, in his public statements, as well as encourage it in all the other committee work and task force that exist. And so big shoes to follow, but I've been taking notes. So I am glad that he's not leaving for at least five years, and I will, in fact, lean on him for advice and counsel going forward this year. I feel very honored that in this year, as a woman working in criminal justice, as a voter, that this is the year that marks the 100th year of the 19th Amendment. And in conjunction, as Lucien already mentioned, also the 100th anniversary of our criminal justice section established in St. Louis, Missouri. One of the things that happened while I was on the council was the, it's now the 15th anniversary of the work that began on collateral consequences, the National Inventory for Collateral Consequences. And I see that as such a huge accomplishment that we are still working on how to eliminate the collateral consequences and give people a new chance to do the things that they could do for our society. Overarching, in addition to the number one goal of ensuring inclusion in our section and encouraging people to be a part of that, I see us as a section setting an example for the world. Oftentimes, as a prosecutor, I recognize that the work that I was doing every day was something that was always in the news. It's always in dramatic performances wherever. Criminal justice is something that affects everyone. And so that's why it is so important that we lead by example and make sure that we're inclusive and make sure that we encourage people to share their stories, their lived experiences, and that we also are listening to them. At the criminal justice table, we have boots on the ground, individuals who are working as prosecutors, deciding who to bring into the system, reviewing cases, and in charging cases. We have defense attorneys who are literally every day, maybe two or three times a day, walking into jails 
to visit their clients and determining what best defense. Those people and their voices at our tables are important. We have our scholars who are working studying criminal justice and the issues and how to resolve them. And so there are many programs, all that have gone before me, that I hope to continue, enhance, and grow. Personally, I'm very interested in encouraging efforts that are directed at expungement and sealing statutes, and hopefully we can we can start some additional initiatives in that area because it is so important. Once people rightfully convicted who have perhaps need to be back into a productive place in society, we need to ensure that that happens. And so that's a, a primary concern of mine, and I hope that this term allows me the opportunity to, to grow the initiatives in that area in a response, one response, to what we know is a collateral consequence. So... I'm excited about what's to come, particularly, and Lucien mentioned you get to plan the, the fall and spring meetings, and the fall meeting is is just about ready to, to go. And so the fall meeting and the institute will be in D.C., mm-hmm. November 7th and 9th. And one of our keynote speakers is a special federal judge, Judge Gurgel, and he wrote Unexampled Courage. It is a book about Sergeant Isaac Woodard, and his blinding and the judge that heard that case and it's an incredible book and so we will get to hear from the author himself have a book signing we intend to highlight the work that the women in criminal justice task force has been doing and showcase what they are doing we intend to do a reenactment of a real case youth diversion led uh, hearing So we're bringing in some young people who do this and have been trained to do this in D.C. and a number of programs on restorative justice, alternative sentencing, the legalization of marijuana and the effects that that will have, and a section on sealing statutes. So the fall looks great, but before the fall, we should be looking out for some other things that are going on in white-collar crime. Mm -hmm. So those institutes, two of them that I'll mention today, the Southeastern Institute of White-Collar Crime will be holding their meeting in Brazelton, Georgia on September 4th through the 6th. And also, Mm -hmm. individuals may be interested in the London White-Collar Crime Institute October the 14th and 15th, of course, held in London. Right. (laughs) So I'm hoping that people will join us at those events and add their voice that we can listen to and find out some of their main concerns about the criminal justice system. The spring meeting will be held in my home area of Kansas City, and that's very exciting for me. I am excited to bring more Midwest influence on the council so that individuals can hear from them. I know that follows an example that Lucien also set by bringing people to Nashville. I'm just going to take them across the Mississippi right. a little bit and, <laughs> and move them into Kansas City and actually kind of still to the east of the Missouri. So um, we will be guided by the two rivers and end up in Kansas City, Missouri. 
and I hope people will join us then. The dates are the last weekend in April, I believe the 27th through the 29th. Okay. I may be wrong about that. That's okay. We've got a little time before April. I think people Good. can just save the date tentatively for now, but that's great. Well, yeah. it, it sounds like you're going to have an amazing year, Kim, and, and I wish you all the best as you start down this road. And I know that it's just going to be amazing, and we're really looking forward to your leadership next year. Oh, well, thank you. Indeed we are. There's much to look forward to. So thank you to both of you for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of The Just Pod.